every single believer and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So let me give you the setting for Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 1 here in a minute. So as this portion of the gospel occurs, it's Wednesday night of Holy Week, uh, just like it is tonight, Wednesday. It's the day before the Last Supper, and it's two days before the cross. Jesus is surrounded by unbelieving religious leaders who want to kill him. And he tells some guy, Judas, in the fold, he's got a mole right in his hand. Judas who decides to betray the Lord for money. In the midst of us, this ugly, wicked turmoil, we have this precious moment. In this moment, Mary, remember Mary and Martha, the story there? It's Mary, the sister of Martha, and Lazarus. She's been a beloved disciple of Jesus, like lots of um, women were. She's been a careful listener. We know that from other places in the Gospels. Whenever she heard Jesus teach, her focus was on him and his words. So she knows that Jesus is soon to be arrested and crucified. And so Mark tells the story. Chapter 14, verse 1. Now two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him, for they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar from the people. How'd that plan go for him? That part of the plan didn't work at all. They ended up getting him on the cross on Friday right in the middle of the feast. They managed to turn the crowd against him, right? While Jesus was at Bethany, a couple miles outside of Jerusalem, the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at table, a woman, Mary, came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. That's the way it was designed to, to be administered. Poured it over his head. This is the kind of uh, thing you would do when you were anointing a king on the day of his becoming king. You would, you would break this bottle of special, super costly perfume. You'd pour it over the king's head. It would pour it out over his entire body. It was symbolic of being covered and anointed in the presence and the favor of God. So she does this over Jesus. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was this ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. I, I just learned this this week, studying this passage. But um, it was a common practice for the Jews at Passover to give a gift to the poor. Kind of like how our Christmas tradition started. We've kind of blown it up since then. But back in the day, Christmas first was especially to give gifts to the poor. And that was a common thing at Passover. So they see Mary break this bottle and pour it over Jesus at 300 denarii. That's somewhere between $25,000, $30,000 in today's money. One bottle of perfume, 30 grand, she poured over Jesus. So you can see why the disciples were shocked. Amen? And at a time of year when you're supposed to give gifts to the poor, I mean, I'm not trying to let them off the hook or anything, but just seeing where their response came from. $30,000 she poured over Jesus' head, and they scolded her. Verse 6. But Jesus said, leave her alone. 
why do you trouble her? She has done a, say it with me, she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. I think it's one of the most powerful things uh, in the New Testament. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. I don't think Mary could have foreseen all the events in that. Couldn't have as they would unfold. But Jesus never did get to have his dead body anointed as should have been for a cared loved one. The women were on their way Easter Sunday morning to do that, right? Because of the timing of his death. They had to quick get him in the tomb before the sun went down Friday night. And the Sabbath would begin. They couldn't work on the Sabbath. So they went Sunday morning, and he'd already risen. So Mary was anointing his body for burial to honor him as should have been done, but that the way circumstances lined up, it wasn't possible. So she anointed his body beforehand for burial. Mary knew Jesus' death was close at hand. The disciples couldn't seem to get a handle on that, but she did. She couldn't stop his death. She couldn't take away the pain of it. She did what she could do. She honored Jesus and loved him extravagantly. $30,000 worth? That's extravagance. She anointed him before his burial. So what can we do tonight? got a jar of nard at home that you've been saving for a special occasion? Probably not. Not $30,000 worth even. So what can we do tonight? We've already brought our confession. We've brought our repentance. We've brought our own grief over our own sin. Already brought it to Jesus who carried it for us to the cross. Now we can love him and serve him with a fresh and deeper commitment. That's what we can do. We can come to his table here in a moment, obeying his command. Obedience is a wonderful way to show love. Amen. Jesus said, If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. So we can come to his table, obeying his command, do this in remembrance of me. And he said, keep on doing it until I come and take you to be with me where we can have it in heaven together. Keep on doing it. So on Wednesday, Mary anointed Jesus for his death and burial. The next night, Jesus gathered the disciples and gave them a powerful object lesson. You can almost call it an adult kid talk. Jesus gave a powerful object lesson to explain the purpose of his death. Bread and wine became body and blood, given for the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. That's the purpose of his death. So we did the ashes, a lot of us, and we heard the dust. Remember that you're from the dust, and to dust you shall return. That's half of the story. Amen? Mm -hmm. 
our bodies will return to the dust if Jesus tarries. But we will also be raised one day with resurrection bodies to live with the Lord in glorious heaven forever. We have confessed and repented, loved the Lord for his sacrifice. Now, by the grace of God, we can come to the altar and taste his forgiveness and his saving power. see the extravagance of her love for you. I needed to see how carefully she had listened to your words and how she had believed and then did what she could do. Father, we just confess that we're too often, we're like the disciples. We keep hearing it over and over and we just don't quite process it and take it to heart sometimes. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, help us to be more like you. Tonight, Lord, we thank you for forgiveness, for grace and mercy and the power of it. We thank you for the promise of heaven. We thank you, Jesus, for the power of your sacrifice on the cross and for applying that power to us tonight. For all who believe and come with humble hearts, we are glad to forgive. And for this, we love you and we thank you. Jesus, in your precious name, God's people said, Amen. Before we go into communion, then let's sing together. Should we stand and make sure we're staying awake? Uh, hymn number 258 When I Survey the Wonders.
broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. Gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. 